when you buy a self-rental, now you're paying rent to yourself. You take that self-rental, you're now getting mortgage pay down, setting the rent rate, getting tax deduction for rent, and then the deduction for this is massive. CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into the millionaire mind with your host, Dallin Schultz. Hey, welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode where I have some of the most successful business owners sharing what motivates them to get out of bed every morning and how they elevate themselves and their companies to the next level. And I've got another great guest joining us today. Now, this is my opinion. Different business owners will have different thoughts on this, but I feel that one of the most not so glamorous areas of starting and running a business are the legal and the tax implications of having that business. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, this is the aspect of business that prevents them from sometimes even taking that first step of taking a great idea and launching it, even if they know it's going to make a big impact because they're overwhelmed of all this area of business. Now, the good news is you don't have to handle all the tax and legal parts of the business. You just need to find somebody that can as passionate about that as you are about your business. And this is part of building a great team to help you move forward. What drains you will energize someone else. So as you find those incredible partners in the legal and the accounting space, treat them well and they'll take great care of you. With that being said, you as a business owner, you still need to have a foundational understanding of these things. So today, you're going to get some insight into what is required from a legal and a tax standpoint, but also better understand why it's important to partner with people in that area that are just as passionate about those matters as you are about your business. So without further ado, super excited to welcome our special guest today, Mark Kohler. Mark, appreciate you joining us today. You bet. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I want everyone to know you're getting the straight scoop. There's no hidden message or sales pitch here. I really am a lawyer, a CPA. I've been a partner in a law firm for 25 years, an accounting firm for 20 years, written more books, more blog articles, made more videos on the topic of Main Street business and tax and legal than anyone else in the country. And so, Here's something today that's very different than what you hear from your professional. Get a third opinion because I want to know from the best, learn from the best, teach the best. And if you're hearing something different, I'm going to tell you it may be wrong where you're hearing it. So thanks for having me down. You guys are in for a treat. Mark and I had a chance to connect. Um, it was probably a little bit of over a month ago. Him and one of his partners put on an alternative asset investment summit. And once I had the opportunity to hear Mark speak from a stage and discuss some of the aspects around those topics, I knew I had to get him on the show because it's so relevant to what we do here. So Mark, appreciate that that introduction and sharing with our listener a little bit about your background and who you are. And before we get into more of the nuts and bolts of the legal, accounting, tax aspects of business, share with our listener a little bit about your journey. You yourself are a business owner of multiple businesses and an entrepreneur at heart. So when did that all start? Well, you bet. And I've got to take issue with three statements you said at the very beginning that I think are, and I say this loving and kindly, I think your (laughs) listeners are going to like the debate, fundamentally wrong three points that you made. And I wrote them down here so I don't forget. 
Love it. I, I, we'll get to them, right? Excellent. <laughs> <Can we? laughs> yes, absolutely. My journey is I didn't grow up wanting to be an accountant. I did like good old law shows. Who doesn't like a good law show? There's more to TV law and Grisham movies and legal aspects. But but an accountant, I mean, I do love Ben Affleck. And he really did change the industry for all of us. I wanted to go out and buy a sniper rifle after that. But I just think Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters didn't do us any favors either. But anyway, I uh, love to talk about the fun parts of uh, accounting, keeping it light. I love saving taxes, saving money. I grew up as an entrepreneur. I was the kid that always had the lemonade stand. And I thought the lifeblood of business is accounting and money. And if you know how to count it and control it, you're going to be able to be more successful. And the person at the table that knows where all the money's at is usually the one in control in a power position. So I went into accounting because I thought it was one of the best business degrees compared to marketing, management, or finance. And I went into that in college and, oh my gosh, we could talk for two hours about all that stuff. (laughs) I don't know, but I made the business of accounting awesome. It's not that I wake up every day excited to do accounting. It's such an important business and I love the business of it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You didn't just end with accounting, like you're an attorney as well. You took things even further along. Yeah. When I was in my undergrad, I decided to do a master's in accounting or tax, which is the route to become a CPA. And I had a professor that was a tax lawyer and it blew my mind that you could be a lawyer and an accountant. Tax lawyers are one of the top 5% most paid legal professions in that industry. And so they're very successful. They don't go to court. They don't, unless I'm fighting the IRS and you don't have to fight or family law or bankruptcy or just all the crap of normal. It looks fun on TV, but it's not, it really is not. It is so stressful to worry about a client and trial prep. And I've done a, a trial before and it's just miserable. It was pro bono. Of course, I'm insult to injury, but anyway, I met a professor that was a tax lawyer and I was like, that's the cat's meow. And my brother was going to law school at the time. He was like, come join me. So we went to law school together, had a blast. We owned a small business going through undergrad and then through college and master's in law school. And sure, oh boy, worked for the tax court, worked for KPMG, accounting firms, law firms, and launched my own firm 22 years ago and never looked back. And then we started accounting firm a couple of years later, a trust company. And we just love this industry, the whole Main Street America. It seems that you found business that really compound on to each other and you're able to refer business clients within these entities that you've created. Yeah. Because many of you business owners know as soon as you find a lawyer that you kind of like, that kind of makes sense. You ask them, well, what accountant should I use? Or you're working with your accountant. You're like, well, what business lawyer should I use? And that can be a crapshoot trying to get, it's like herding cats as a business owner, trying to get everybody on the same page. And so when we could fundamentally help clients with their wealth, their legal and their taxes and have a common language of aggressive, but cautious tax planning and asset protection, people are like, sign me freaking up. And so we've blown up. We've grown at a 20 to 30% clip for the last 10 years, just boom, boom, boom. Because people, once they find that there's someone that speaks that language, they're like, holy crap. And so now I've got a training program where I train other accountants and lawyers around the country. It's a certification program. 
is just booming too. We just started nine months ago and people are signing up every day because they're like, I need this. You don't learn it in college. You don't learn it on a CPA exam or the bar exam. You hopefully join a firm that knows what the hell they're doing, which good luck. So um, certification after the fact is common, but no one's got a program like mine. And anyway, down again, I apologize. There's just so much to tell you. No, and this is great because to our listener, Mark shared a really good point there. Like you could go to different firms, different industries to try to piece all this together, but then nobody's on the same page. You find somebody that brings it all in-house that has significant experience in each one of these areas. It's going to make your life heck of a lot easier. And there's going to be more synergy between what you're trying to accomplish. Well, Mark, I think our listeners want to get into your comments or questions that you wrote down up front <laughs> that you wanted to discuss. So, yeah, we're going to get uh, into it. Well, yes, let's get into it. And a transitionary point of what I just said and what you mentioned, let me throw out think about this, people. Tell me if you don't feel this in your core. Organized people make more money. Business owners that understand the fundamentals of tax and legal save more taxes. Business owners that take a proactive approach on their business, not just in it, build more wealth. I think every one of you would say, damn straight, Mark, now what? And so this is where the first point you made, you said in your introduction, well, tax and legal, not a lot of business owners want to talk about it. It's this area that sucks. It's confusing. It's da, da, da. I find the opposite to be the case. Clients are dying to talk about this. They just don't know where to go. They're begging to find an accountant that can speak freaking English, push the needle and get them savings and a lawyer that doesn't rip them off and get their structure dialed in. They're starving to talk about it. Everywhere I go, when I get people in a room, they're like, I'm the dinner party stealer because everybody's like, can I get some free advice? I mean, the doctors get a break from looking at people's moles on their arms. I mean, I'm the guy at the party everybody wants to talk to because they're like, we don't know where you exist. We want you. We need you. And so it's not that business owners don't want to talk about it. They don't know where to go. I'm trying to be on the rooftops with my podcast and YouTube videos. This skyrocketing. I had 7 million impressions on my YouTube last month alone from non-paid advertising, just people searching for this, Dallin. So you hit the nail on the head and I could have communicated that more eloquently up front. I don't want to do the work. That was the point I was trying to get across. Me oh, that's your point number I two. Don't. We're coming to that one. <laughs> Obviously, you can see how passionate Mark is about what he does. And he wants to scream this from the rooftops. And as business owners, you need this in your business. For me, I just want to find the right partner, collaborate and delegate and yep. work with them. All right. So let's come to problem number two that you just said. I'm going to challenge you that that is not what you want. In fact, I think the way you said it earlier, and we're going to come to finding a person that has passion about this. That was your third point. So, but the second was you find someone that can do this for you because business owners, you don't want to do it. We want to be and need to be as business owners, the captain of our ship. There is no one that's going to care more about your bottom line than you. You cannot pay me enough to care and give a rat's ass about your tax return. It's not going to happen. You have to be the captain and know what are the top 10 tax strategies I'm implementing this year? What am I doing with my Roth IRA and my 401k? Are my kids on payroll? Am I doing a board of directors meeting as a family this year and writing it off? What type of rental works better for me? A self-rental, a long-term rental, or short-term rental? What should I be doing with my medical expenses? Should I have an HSA and an HRA? People, you need to know the answers to those questions. It doesn't mean you're going to do your freaking tax return. 
but you've got to know what the hell's going on inside your tax return and having regular monthly for many business owners, if not quarterly in our advisory program, it is a minimum that you're meeting quarterly with your accountant to go, here's what's going on. This is getting out of debt, buying property, selling businesses, transactions, partnerships. Who are you turning to? Google, your best friend, your spouse, you're just taking stabs in the dark. And so damn straight, you need to get involved and you need to do this. You need to be the captain of your ship and then delegate the menial task and collaborate. And I love the word collaborate that you said and have an advisor that walks you through and helps you. And, but I have so many business owners I train, they know more than their accountant. And then they fire them to get the right, you level up. People, if you were in here with me, probably in the next half hour, I'm going to teach you strategies. You're going to know more than your accountant in the next 30 minutes. It's that bad out there. I am training CPAs and enrolled agents as fast as I can. I've got two trainings this afternoon with 150 accounts on a line going, Mark, please teach us. It's that bad. People, you've got to get engaged in this. This is not something you delegate. It's something you command. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. All right. What's the next one, Mark? You're on a roll. Right. Let's not okay, stop you there. Good, man. And I love your comments, Dan. You're so fun to chat with here. Okay. <laughs> I came in on fire today. I ate my Wheaties. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some of you don't know what Wheaties are, but whatever. Okay. So you said, find someone that has passion for this topic. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not who you're looking for. You want to find someone that's knowledgeable on this. And I love your point, passion. I'm playing off some of your words. You're being very tolerant of me here. But (laughs) I don't care if someone's passionate about this. Do they know their shiz? Can you ask them, hey, how do I write off my RV? I got it sitting on the side of my house. 30 million people own an RV that's sitting on their side of their house, and they're using an average of six days a year. They'd love to know how to write that off, make money with the RV. Have you ever heard of Outdoorsy? Let's talk about it. If you know more in the 10 minutes, I can teach you more about how to write off your truck, your RV, or your auto. And then you go ask your accountant, hey, how much should we do with this? And if they go, uh, let me look that up and get back to you. You've got the wrong accountant. I don't give a rat's ass about their passion. I care what's in their head. Are they smart enough to talk quickly about strategies that are going to move the needle in your family? Do you have kids under age 18? Are they on the payroll? How are you paying your kids in college? Are they managing a rental for you while they're going to college? What are you doing with your Coverdell, your 529, your ESA? How are you paying for your kids' college? Are you saving for your kids' college? How's your retirement? I mean, this just rattles off my tongue and people are starving for this and they want it. You need to align with someone that knows this crap. And then I love your point, collaborate, meet regularly and steer the ship. As business owners, you are the captain of the ship. There's no way you can run the sales, do everything at one time, but you still have to understand how those systems and processes work. And Mark has made that very, very clear with these points that he's made. And I agree hundred percent with him. I agree 100% with it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me to dice up your statements a little bit. So if I had to restate it, say, people, I know you're starving to talk about that. We have a guest today that's fully qualified in this area to give you the straight truth. People, you've got to captain your ship and get involved in this, be able to delegate and management. Don't think that you can just have someone take care of it for you. You've got to get involved and don't care about if they're passionate or not. Get someone that knows what the hell they're doing. Love it. Boom. And Pat, I love it. I'm going to re-record that. So next time we have you on, I'll just use that. Oh, come on. So, I love our love debate. It. <laughs> love it. No, not a debate. I appreciate the conversation and different people are going to have different viewpoints. And 
the points we're trying to make are in line. And I think overall, it's just good to have this type of conversation on shows like this. So, but I think we can all agree on that as a business owner, you are the captain of your ship. Yeah. And you want to collaborate. You need to be able to collaborate. You need to be able to delegate because you can't be everywhere and do everything at one time. But the process of going about that is essential. So, Mark, I think you've got our listener wanting more. Okay. Let's do it. Here's the best (laughs) best place to start. You bet. Here's the best place to start right now. So many people are asked over the years, well, what are your top strategies? What are your top, you know, what do you got? So I took almost a year and a half. I've written several eBooks over the years. I got several books. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll give you some great books to read, but everybody has a different medium. So the first place though, I want all of you to go because you can handle this. Even for you people that are just podcast listeners or YouTube viewers, you can handle a little paper in your life. Go to my website, markjkohler.com, and there's a free ebook of my 30 Ultimate Tax Strategies Guide. You can download it for free. There's a cover sheet at the top that shows the flow of those people that are W-2 wage earners with the side hustle, the full-time business owners, young, old, everywhere in between my top 30. I was trying to keep it under 20, couldn't do it. I had to do 30. So I got 30 strategies there. Peruse it. Look at it. Check off the ones that apply to you. They're not all going to apply to you. Circle the ones you're like, damn, I need to learn more about that. I've got a little one page on each one, size 12 to 13 font people. Don't freak out. And then get those that 30-page guide and print it out and have it sitting there in your little resource folder of things to talk about as you go out and delegate the specifics You want to know the big plan. Where are we headed on this ship? Which island are we going to? How fast are we going? What resources do I need? And then you can delegate who's going to be doing the ropes and this, that, and another. So you're going to have a first mate for sure. Anyway, that 30 ultimate guide will be a great place to start. If I may, Dallin, I'll just say, then what's your favorite medium? You like YouTube? Great. Go to YouTube, type in Mark Kohler Taxes, playlists of hundreds of videos, on every topic in the 30 ultimate hack strategy guide. Now it's not going to be totally specific to your situation. I'll come to what you can do there, but at least start consuming some YouTube videos and people, I make it fun. I really do. I try to, no one's got more listens than me on this topic in America. Guys with a few more subscribers in this area are young bucks, but not my credentials and not the views. Number two, some of you are like, Mark, I'm a podcast guy. Oh, great. Get over to Main Street Business Podcast, 400 episodes on every freaking topic on my 30 guide and more. Great interviews with influencers around the country and small business strategies, making money, building wealth, protecting it. Oh, you hate podcasts? You just want to read a good book? You're an engineer? I love it. Go to Amazon, type in Mark J. Kohler. My favorite is probably the Tax and Legal Playbook. It's right here in front of me. 30 those 35 game-changing strategies. You can independently read each chapter, one on paying family members, one on privacy, one on asset protection, one on your estate plan, a little of everything. And the Financial Freedom book is great for business owners that are like, where do I deploy my money? Because my financial advisor just wants me to buy more crap in Wall Street or buy insurance. Not that those are bad, but there's no one out there talking to business owners with a fiduciary responsibility to recommend what's best like real estate, Dallin, what we love. Go to a financial advisor at Maryland that's called selling away. They can't even talk about real estate without getting fired. So where are you going? So my financial freedom book came out, a huge demand and request from my clients saying, please tell us where successful business owners 
are putting their money. More than 80% in all assets, meaning not Wall Street. That's where wealthy people put money. And so I go through that and that book. So anyway, there's some great books on Amazon. We got the podcast. We got YouTube. Start with the 30 Ultimate Tax Guide. And finally, get a consult with a tax lawyer for an hour or two. We've got some comprehensive review plans that are under two grand, so affordable and simple for the Main Street business owner. If we don't save you 10 times what you pay us on our first call, we've screwed up. So get a review and make a plan for the upcoming year. That's great. Those are just things. I'm glad you mentioned the ROI on this because middle-class thinking views taxes as an expense or good tax Mm. attorneys as an expense. I am telling you right now, especially if you're a business owner, especially if you're interested in real estate, your tax advisor, your CPA, your tax attorney will generate one of the highest ROIs for you if you get the right person. Yep. Don't view oh. it as an expense. It's 100% an investment. Totally. Okay. And I'm going to give one here, right? I'm going to give two or three tips right now that'll show you how we move the needle with that, if that's okay. And I'd like to honor what you said. The number one cost in your lives, people, cost. Now, I'm not talking about your mortgage, which is includes mortgage pay down. You've got an interest expense in there. Good luck writing that off under the New Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. That's a different story. But your number one expense over your life are going to be taxes. What are you doing? What are you doing to solve it? So when you meet with me, I have people that are like, Mark, and I'm at the top of the food chain in our firm now, senior partner. And people are like, Mark, I'll pay you a thousand an hour. Please just meet with me. I've got a client today that I have to meet with, to be honest, Alan. It's training 30 different CPAs and 12 lawyers every week. I don't take as many personal appointments anymore, but he's like, Mark, I will pay you anything per hour because I know whatever I pay you, I can 10X it in savings. Your brain is so full of what I need. I'll pay you whatever. Literally, I get those calls all the time. And I'm honored. I'm so grateful and fortunate for that. And so I say, like, meet with my team because I got a great team and my team is mini marks. I've been great. And they meet with them and they're like, okay, you're great. Yeah, you're right. Your team's awesome. So, okay. Number one, for you business owners out there, you got a lot of real estate followers. So should we go real estate first? On this podcast, we get quite a bit of both because we're actually not a real estate podcast. We're a business podcast. Okay. So why don't we do this? Let's start with business and then we can talk real estate. Okay. Now, it's interesting you say that too. I should have been better. I'm going to catch myself there. 90%, we've done the numbers, 90% or more of my business owner clients buy real estate. Real estate should be your number one asset class that's going to build your retirement as a business owner. Say that again, Mark. Number one asset class for your retirement as a business owner is real estate. For example, I'm sitting in it right now. Self-rentals. If you're a business owner, so I'm going to bring business and real estate together and we'll start there because I caught myself too. I was like, all real estate, BS. They go hand in hand. They do. Um, Okay. So one of the best tax strategies, better than real estate professional, better than short-term Airbnbs, is called the self-rental. There's a special code section on this. So if you're a business owner, I would ask you, are you renting anywhere? Are you renting anything? A storage unit, industrial storage, your own office space, warehousing, manufacturing, farm? Do you have buildings, barns? Most business owners are renting some sort of facility or space. Now you're like, well, I have a home office. Great. We can go to home office. That's one of my 30. But if you own a building, I'm sorry, if you're paying rent to someone else, one of your best long-term wealth building and tax strategies is to rent from yourself. It's called self-rental. 
And so this is why dentists buy their own building, doctors buy their own building, landscapers buy their own warehouse, manufacturers buy their own building, lawyers buy our own building. And these can be office condos. You get a commercial realtor and say, I'm renting space in a strip mall or a building. I'd like my own office condominium. Now you're building equity in a bifurcated building of your space only. And it's very, very common. A lot of business owners don't know that. So when you buy a self-rental, now you're paying rent to yourself. You're getting a mortgage pay down. Your SBA loans everywhere for the self-rental. So easy to get an SBA loan guaranteed by real estate for small business owners. I've got three of them three of our buildings are so wonderful. You take that self-rental, you're now getting mortgage pay down, setting the rent rate, getting tax deduction for rent and making rental income on the other side of the fence. And then the deduction for this is massive. You don't have to be a real estate professional. You don't have to even materially participate. You just have to have common ownership between the building and your business. So if your husband, wife own the business, husband, wife owns the building, wife owns the business, wife owns the building. You have to have common ownership and the business has to be integral to the building and the building integral to the business. What we're talking about, you're going to rent space to yourself. If you meet those two qualifications, you can get a hundred percent depreciation write-offs with no loss limitations. You can do bonus depreciation of 80% this year. You could do a cost seg analysis. You could do 179s. You get all those write-offs that a lot of people are starving for, but they're not real estate professionals. You get the backdoor treatment. It's called a dash four election. So you can do a dash four on your own building, renting to yourself, building wealth and getting write-offs that could wipe out a hundred grand. Say you go buy a little building for 200, 300 grand. You may only be down on an SBA loan 10% guaranteed by the business in the building. And now we take the land out. You might have a hundred, eighty, two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar building structure. I could write off 80% of that in first year depreciation. So let's say 150 grand. I just got you a hundred and fifty thousand dollar write-off. 150 grand. If you wipe out your income from your business entirely, now you're talking to refund, you're funding your 401k and you just are building wealth around the corner with zero taxable income this year. That's one strategy. And to be clear, this is not a tax loophole. This is tax strategy. This is the tax code. Okay. There is nothing, no loopholes, nothing unethical, nothing illegal about this. Hell Mark, no. Mark, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I've heard it a few times. I'm sure you do. Tax code is X amount of pages. Certain amount is allocated to how much telling you how you pay, what you pay. And then the remaining amount is how not to pay. <laughs> you happen to have an idea of the uh, I just know the tax code is about two and a half feet wide and books, <laughs> just massive books or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's a mess, but this is what I do. I read the crappy tax code and look for any sort of golden nugget, make sense out of it, and then share it and teach it. And that's one of them. It's the dash for election. Anyway, I could tell stories on that. Let's move on. Number two, small, easy one. Let's grab some low-hanging fruit. I brought up family earlier. Any of you have children under age 18 or act like they're under age 18, but over age 18, any kid you might be supporting financially and you have a small business, you have a side hustle, they better be on the payroll. Now, that's a general term. Let me be a little more clear. Let's start with the kids over age 18. Any of you have kids over age 18, you might be helping them with their first car, helping them go to college. They call up and, oh, I got a flat tire or I had a medical bill. What do you do? What do we do? You pay taxes and then give your kid money. 
Oh, terrible, terrible. I want a board of directors, board of advisors for your business. As a structural LLC and corporation, you're entitled to that. In fact, it increases your asset protection to be better organized with your annual minutes, your corporate book, your operating agreement, your bylaws. You need to have that stuff done. So every one of my clients, we require that they set up a family board. This is a family board where you're going to pass on a legacy. You're going to start teaching your kids about money and finances and wealth and the business. You're going to start using them in your business for social media advertising, marketing, repairs, maintenance. Maybe you buy a rental property in the college town where your kids are at and they're managing that rental for you. If you have a kid over age 18, it is so easy to put them on the board of directors, board of advisors that don't have any ownership in your business. We charge a couple hundred bucks a year to maintain your corporate records in this format. And you're off to the races. Now your board meetings are a write-off. When you have a family retreat, Thanksgiving better be a damn write-off. And you're going to have a meeting and talk about wealth. You're building legacy. You're building asset protection. And now every time you give your kid money, it's a tax write-off because you're paying them to serve on the board. Christmas is a wonderful time at my house. My kids love it. They go come down to the tree and they go over to their stocking. Oh, and guess what's in their stocking? A 1099. (laughs) So they get a 1099, they can play with it, massage it. So all my kids, 18 and older, get a 1099 at the end of the year for serving in the business. I take a tax write-off. I'm in the highest tax bracket compared to my kids. Why not pay them, take a tax write-off, and then I can gift them money for their taxes if I so choose. Or guess what? That gift will probably be on a 1099 next year. (laughs) So we've got our independence plan. We're helping our kids scale up and grow and go through these break points. Now, when you give them a 1099, they have their own business. So now they're writing off their own mileage, their computer in the dorm room, their cell phone. I want my kids learning about small business while they're going to college. Student debt is a travesty. It is a nightmare. It is a plague in America. We need to be teaching our kids how to run a business while in college and helping them combine that experience. All of this is a tax write-off. I'm just talking about kids over age 18. And this is stuff not being taught in our schools. It's not taught in master's programs. (laughs) This is up to you as a parent. Again, as a business owner, as Mark said, you need to understand these things so you know how to better direct the ship, how to better direct your family. I got a kick out of it when you said you give your kids a 1099 and they're stocking, but I think that's freaking awesome because what I see and what I can envision is the lifelong success you're setting them up for, right? Some people might see that 1099 is just a piece of paper. People that understand what's happening here realize it's so much more than that. Mm. I think that's awesome approach that you've taken with your kids. So. Well, and I'll just mention briefly, this is a whole chapter in my book. I've got podcasts on this. I've got YouTube videos on. And when you meet with one of our tax lawyers, we'll give you our website here at the end of the day, make an appointment. It's not a five or $10,000 premium package mastermind bullshit in Vegas. Just make an appointment with a real lawyer that's attorney client privileged, building wealth for yourself. And that appointment, this is the stuff they're going to talk about. They're going to know, are you married or single? Kids? No kids. Young? Old? What's going on with your business? How much money are you making? In that consult, we're building a checklist based on 30 strategies and more to help build your wealth. Okay. So for kids under age 18, let me just say, never give your kids a W-2. It's not required. And you never give your kids under age 18 a 1099. There's an outside labor exception. That's an other expense. We use it on the Schedule C and on LLCs and sole props. We've got procedures on it. I've never had a client audited in 25 years for paying their kids out of their business ever. 
ever. And as a law firm, we stand behind what we say. You get audited and I was wrong. We pay the bill. I've said it for years. Record it, people. Put it on playback. When we give you advice, we stand behind it. And we're not fringe, aggressive planners. We're not. So anyway, all right. It was something you've always wanted to write off. I was going to go to medical. I was going to go, I mean, wherever you want to go, man, it's all yours. Let's get into medical. I think that's important, especially right now with the outrageous medical costs. But before we do, let's take a quick commercial break. Hey, Dallin Schultz here with Rev Equity Group. We just launched an exciting new investment opportunity for those looking to diversify their investments across a thousand plus apartment units in some of the hottest markets in the country. If you are fed up with banks and the stock market and want to invest in hard assets to more effectively grow and preserve your wealth, then click on the link in the show notes for more info or go to investwithrev.com and schedule a short 15-minute intro call so we can determine if our investment strategy is aligned with your goals. It's time to take your financial future into your own hands. Take action, schedule a call, and find out how my team can serve you. At Rev, we make apartment investing easy. All right, welcome back. So Mark's going to get into now some strategies into writing off some medical. And I think this is super important, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs that aren't working for corporate America, that don't have a benefit package included with them. Medical expenses can be a very significant cost, especially for the small business owner that's trying to get started or get off the ground. So Mark, share with us a little bit of strategy around that. You bet. Well, what it's called is Kohler Care. And you can implement it at your will. And all joking aside, it is a package of strategies. It's not one thing. So when I talk about Kohler Care, presentations on deducting medical expenses, and and there's so much more to it, it's involving a multifaceted approach to your medical care and expenses in future. You think you've got, oh, well, my spouse has coverage at her job or his job. And and so we have benefits. I don't need to worry about this. Bullcrap. We're talking about medical expenses over and above what's covered by your insurance. What are you going to have for the future in your medical coverage? Are we talking dental, eyes, chiropractic, everything? Really? You're interested now? You know, the number one reason for bankruptcy in America, the number one cost that bankruptcy attorneys indicate at the top line item, medical expenses. That's the number one trigger for bankruptcy in America, medical expenses. And insurance companies are evil. You know, I had to call my pharmacy this morning before I walked into the studio this morning. I was on the phone with my pharmacy because, well, your insurance company said they're not going to pay for those or whatever. I said, oh, do cash pay. Would you quit listening to the damn insurance company? They're like, okay. Oh my gosh. Insurance companies drive me insane. (laughs) Okay. Now, all right. Let's just hit a few of these points. First of all, as a small business owner, your medical insurance is a hundred percent deductible. Whether you have a day job or not, your spouse does or not, any supplemental insurance, any medical insurance is 100% write-off, and you do not have to carry it for your employees if you have less than 50 employees. You can do it all you want. Get your own damn policy. You don't have to include your employees. It's not like a 401k, ERISA rule. You're exempted from that. That was a change in the law about eight years ago. We're still instructing, trying to get clients back on track after that. Number two, there's a dynamic between what's called the health savings account the health reimbursement arrangement, and the flexible spending account. Those are three different things, HSA, HRA, and FSA. I've got little tables on it and books and videos, and you want to understand this difference. You should ask your accountant, can you tell me the difference between an HSA, HRA, and FSA? And if they don't have the answer at the tip of their tongue, then you got the wrong advisor. So let me tell you right now, everybody, and you're going to know it. HSA is a savings account like an IRA. 
It's a supercharged like Roth IRA. You can get a tax deduction at any income level to put money in an HSA. It grows tax-free. You can invest in anything you want, and then it comes out tax-free for any medical expense. Publication 502 gives you the whole list, and it's a massive list. Eyes, dentals, copays, prescription drugs, the list goes on and on. So an HSA is a bucket of money you can get a tax write-off for, build it tax-free, and pull it out at any age. You don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half. I have 25-year-olds building HSAs. They're going to get pregnant, have a baby. Let's let the HSA pay for it. My HSA owns rental property. My HSA has bought cows on a farm, and my HSA is opening a Turo business. My health savings account will own F-150s and be renting them within the next month and a half. I've got a partnership going on that. You can self-direct your HSA. Number That's two. incredible. And that money has to be spent towards health medical-related expenses. Yep. Just Anytime during your life. Anytime during your no life. No penalty, no tax. Quick question on this, because I'm a real estate guy. Through setting up a self-directed IRA, people can are subject to the UBIT or the UDFI. Does that apply at all to this HSA as well? It does. Same rules that you would for prohibited transactions would apply to the HSA as well. Got it. But Thanks you know, clarifying. are not that bad. I mean, you just got to work within the bounds and you're good. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Number two, the HRA is a reimbursement arrangement. It's called a 105 plan. Now, some of you might have this at work, where if you turn in a receipt, they will reimburse you under an HRA plan. You can use it to buy health insurance. You can use it for different things. For small business owners, they can be unlimited. So I've had clients that are like, hey, my kid's going to rehab. It's going to cost us 25 grand. Insurance is not covering it. What do we do? Oh, I've got an adoption. We're paying for an adoption and in vitro this and that. We're going to spend 15 grand here. People don't get write-offs for that. Under an HRA, you do 100%. So I can set up an HRA plan in my small business with the right structure, married or single, and write off every medical expense known to man each year. That's on top of the insurance payment. And that's on top of building your HSA because I want to put seven grand in the HSA and let it ride. I'm playing the numbers with that. I don't even want to touch my HSA because I know down the road I'm going to need it tax-free. And if I die, it goes to my spouse's HSA. And so I'm going to build that HSA as we go, use the HRA to take tax write-offs. Then some of you might also have a flexible spending account. This is what you get at your day job where they go, you've got two grand to spend. And if you don't turn in a receipt, it's gone. It's the user to lose it plan. You ever heard of the user to lose it? That's an FSA, flexible spending account. We do not set those up in small businesses. They suck. They're ridiculous. But if you have one through an employment scenario, Use it. Don't lose it. Spend it. It's tax-free. Your employer pays it for you and you don't get taxed on it. That's an FSA. HRAs are what we use in small business to get the write-offs. The HSA is what we build to build wealth. Right there. In four minutes, you know more than half of accountants out there. If you could repeat what I just said. Love it. Mark, question on that. Are there limitations as to how much you could contribute into each of these accounts? Yes. Well, and no, first with an HSA this year, I think it's 3750 if you're single, 7500 if you're married or head of household. That's how much you can put in and get a tax write-off on the front page of your tax return. Then you invest it and you grow it. So 7500 now, 7500 in January, 7503. And then let's talk about the time value of money just for as a digression because some of you are like, well, it's only 7500. Let me tell you some numbers. If you have a 15-year-old child, 
Do you put on your board of advisors, board of directors, employ them in your business, office cleaning, paper shredding, washing the Uber car, whatever it is. If you have a kid that's age 15 and you just start a Roth IRA for them, and as a business owner, you can start a Roth IRA for them because they're employed in your business. Now you're getting a tax write-off to pay them and fund their Roth IRA. Full tax write-off. You can use it for college, all this good stuff. But anyway, five grand. If you can put five grand in that kid's Roth and just teach them no matter what happens in your life, maybe you do get a 401k day someday. Maybe you buy rentals someday. But if you can just do five grand every year for the next 40 years, just get them on that habit, which my parents would have helped me learn this, that five grand every year for 40 years. And if I'm self-directing with a 10% ROI will be worth over $4 million tax-free over $4 million, just five grand a year. And that applies to all of these mechanisms. The sooner we can start saving, we get that snowball going down the hill and it gathers more and more snow as it goes down the hill. And it is incredible. The time value of money, the compound interest factor and learning to invest it in what you know best. When you can go from an 8% return to a 16% return, investing in what you know, the snowball just gets bigger and bigger faster. So an HSA, I mean, not sound like a lot at 7,500 bucks, but you do that for 10 years and invest it, you'll have a million dollars. And that's the key here is number one, be aware. Be aware of what your options are. Educate yourself. And number two, none of this stuff happens overnight. Mm-mm. Nothing in business, nothing worth having in life in business happens overnight. You've got to be consistent with it. Yeah. Don't try this strategy for one or two years and say, oh, it didn't work. Like you've got to stick with it. And I stick think with that's, it. That's it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's just, no, it's get business. rich for sure. That's why, as the captain of your ship, you're setting the sail, you've got your coordinates, you know where you're going, and you're barking out orders, but you understand and yes. you're aware and you're involved and you're collaborating. Anyway, there's no limit on an HRA because it's a reimbursement arrangement. So whatever the medical expenses are, they're reimbursed. Again, in a solopreneur scenario, you have employees, the HRA is going to be trickier. But Got it. Thanks for clarifying. And all this stuff is in your books, Mark. Strategies we already talked about are in summary in my 30-point strategy list in my books, podcast videos. It's funny. I'll get emails from people that are like, direct messages on social media. They're like, Mark, I just binged all weekend on your videos and I just changed my life and I'm finally in control of my business. I'm scheduling an appointment to fine tune it and dial it in for my own business. And they see the value of, like you said, that you spend a dollar to make 10 and that you don't look at this type of planning. In small business, they don't. They think a tax lawyer, those are in New York, Chicago, LA. That's right. 98% of tax lawyers are serving big business. They forgot about you. They forgot about Main Street. A believer in Main Street business from day one. I love entrepreneurship. I hate Wall Street. I just use them for where they're good and I'm out and tap out. And so I want people to know you can afford and have a real tax lawyer as a small business owner. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds super cool. Yeah, I got a tax lawyer. People are like, what? You got a tax lawyer? Yeah, I got a tax lawyer. Meet with them every quarter. Wow. How's that work for you? I'm making millions. What are you doing? <laughs> love it. Love it. Mark, we're coming up on time here. Man, I knew this interview was going to go fast because I heard you. I heard you speak at the conference and that's why I knew I wanted to get you on and just share your wealth knowledge with our listeners. So oh, thank appreciate you. you just giving us a just a small insight into really what you do and how you can serve Main Street. And right. I love your approach there. So before we wrap up with the four final questions that we ask every business owner, 
Is there one last nugget, one last strategy, something that you just want to hit home to our listener today? Man, what comes to mind, and it's going to be two, but they work in tandem. Remember that auto is different than travel. And you need to use both of them. A lot of small business owners don't realize that how powerful just a little bit of foresight and tracking here is so important. And there are two different lines on a tax return. There are two very different strategies. Auto being you could use mileage, actual, uh, you'd be leasing or buying. Is it a truck? Is it an electric vehicle? Is it high gas miles per gallon? Is it low? What am I using that vehicle for? I have an article on my website. I write one every January to help people plan for the upcoming year. Just type Kohler auto deduction and it's on my blog at marchakohler.com. Read that article and auto and make sure you have a plan. And again, you can't pay an advisor enough. They don't know how you use your vehicles. If you've got teenagers driving cars, your spouse, what kind of vehicles do you have? That's going to bring in the RV into the mix, the motorcycle into the mix, trailers, four-wheelers, boats, all of that can be a part of a business depending on what you're trying to do. Travel is very different. Travel is airfare, Airbnbs, Uber, hotels, going to conferences, having board meetings and retreats, trainings for your family, because you're going to treat your family as part of the business team. And you're going to start having practical trips that relate to acquiring real estate where you go. Where does grandma live? We better be buying rentals where grandma lives because that's going to be a business trip from now on. And we're going to start teaching the kids how to facilitate. around. I have clients that are like, I'm just trying to break even on that rental because I'm trying to teach a concept. And then what happens? They end up making money. Now, so where are you traveling? And are we getting a tax deduction for that travel is critical. Love it. So much, so much strategy around this that you as a business owner absolutely need to be able to tap into and, and be aware of. So Mark, again, man, thank you so much for your time. And as we wrap this up, there's these four questions I like to ask every business owner. And the first one being, what is one absolute book recommendation for those looking to scale and further develop their millionaire mind? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to tell you, get my tax and legal playbook. It's literally Absolutely. on my desk. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a desk resource manual for all my attorneys and CPAs. Clients have it. Some, when you get a little elephant eared or whatever, you know, little ears on it to tag. So check out the tax and legal playbook on Amazon. Uh, it, you have it auto, audio, Kindle, or written um, within 24 hours or immediately. So a tax and legal playbook. If you've got a better tax book on your desk, great. Let me know what it is. I'll buy it. I buy every textbook out there because I want to learn and then put it in English for everybody else. Love it. And what has been one of your favorite quotes that you've embodied and lived by? The first one that comes to mind is, and I don't know the exact verbiage, uh, it's Abraham Lincoln. When he was leaving on the train station to go to Washington, uh, he was in Springfield, Illinois, and he got on the train and there was a reporter um, that asked him, how do you think you can do this? He was just a country bumpkin. You know, that the Abraham Lincoln story is so compelling. And he talked about excellence and just doing his best. It was like, no matter what happens, I'm just going to do my best and be excellent. Not perfect. Um, I'm going to be determined. I'm not going to give up and I'm going to do my best. And, and there's some quote like that, but I just love that imagery of an American president leaving the forested area of Springfield, Illinois, and to, to become one of the most influential presidents in our history. 
reminds me of a comment I heard Ed Milet share the other day because he was talking about his own securities growing up in a home where his dad was an alcoholic and all these things. But he says even when he has that self-doubt, he puts confidence in his intentions, not his abilities. And what you just shared right there about Abraham Lincoln resonated with me because he knew he had good intentions and he knew he was going to do the best he could to serve our country and look what he was able to do. So appreciate you sharing that. So Mark, if there was one thing you could share with fellow business owners that are beginning or simply trying to get to that next level, what would it be? And Mark's experience of business, what's that one thing you could share? I just say work on your business regularly. I don't want to ever say work on your business more than in your business. I know that's unrealistic. And I know a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, you got to take, you do this, do that. I'm just saying calendar it once a week. I like Sunday night for that kind of where I sit down and go, okay, how's the business going? Do take your own little temperature of what the business is about, what you could be doing to improve yourself, improve the business as a whole. And the tax and legal plays a part in that. A lot of other things do, but we just get in the rat race and put our head down and we don't come up for air for sometimes months, sometimes years. So build a board of advisors of outside people, your own little mastermind of people where you help them and they help you. You don't have to go spend big money on this. One example is this. There was a farmer up in Idaho. I have a place in Idaho. He was a lawyer in his prior career, did very well. And then he went out and just built a farm. Potatoes, five guys, that's huge. 15,000 acres of potatoes in my backyard, this guy. And I tracked him down one day and out on the farm, pulled up to his uh, one of his potato barns. And I was like, hey, could you serve on my board? He's like, what do you mean? I go, I just like to take you out to dinner once a quarter and I'll compensate you. I'll give you gifts. I'll do whatever. But I just like to get some of your sage wisdom and share kind of what I'm trying to do in my business and see what your thoughts are. And he's like, I'd be honored. And he goes, you don't have to pay me. I was like, no, no, no. You know, I got a letter from right this last week, but I just would find four to five people that you look up to, young, old, male, female, corporate, entrepreneurship, whatever, and ask them to serve on a board. You don't have to go rent a hotel. You don't have to fly them in. You can get on Zoom. You can do one-on-one meetings with them. But this is the power of building your own advisory board. People just don't take advantage of. And it's a tax write-off. And it's good for asset protection. And you find the right people and they're more than willing to do it because they likely see a lot of themselves in you when they were getting started or when they were launching their business. So awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. Mark, what's the best way for our listener to get in contact with you, learn more about you? I want to give you two websites. Of course, my partner for our IRA company, Directed IRA, was on with Dallin recently. Make sure you go back and listen to that podcast, People on the Power of Taking Control of Your Retirement Accounts. But I'm going to emphasize two websites. One is my own, markjkohler.com. Get over there and get that ultimate tax guide. If you are an accountant, you are an enrolled agent, please schedule a demo of my certification program. It's a biz op. I want to bring you clients and make you money. And I don't share in that revenue. It's all yours. I just want to certify you and put you on my network and swamp you with clients that are pre-qualified and get you trained. You're going to love it. And if you're a business owner, you can do the same thing, captain your ship, get trained, get learn what your accountant should know so you can better direct them and your lawyer. And the second website is kkoslawyers.com. That's the law firm, your own Main Street business tax law firm, KKOS 
lawyers.com. Make an appointment, excuse me, make an appointment for just, I like the comprehensive tax consult or the comprehensive entity setup or the comprehensive trust and will setup where we build a trifecta, a plan and accomplish one of those three things and build a relationship. We're not going anywhere. We're actually very, very affordable and want to save you money. So give us a second look or opinion. If you've got someone you think's doing a great job, interview them and get a second opinion. That's always in your best interest. Awesome. Look, this has been an incredible conversation with Mark. And if this is your first time listening, I'm so glad that you tuned in. People have been asking me what my company does. So since I have you here listening to my show, I'll share that with you now. My company partners with busy professionals just like Mark that are looking to experience significant tax savings, have more to invest, and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners like you by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that the most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and to serve, and we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so they could give of their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. And if you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I could serve you by visiting investwithrev.com and schedule a quick 15-minute discovery call. It can be overwhelming finding the right investment and the right operator, but at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. Mark, again, thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, your experience, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and wish you the best and all your listeners. Keep living the dream. (laughs) Excellent. And to our listener, remember, you can't have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this episode of The Millionaire Mind, a journey into the mindset of successful business owners. If you want to get results, you've got to take the right steps to get there. Dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting. There you can gain insights, connect with others like you, and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. Go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.